Thanks for listening to the Lovejoy United podcast from Lovejoy United Presbyterian Church in Wood River, Illinois. We are a welcoming community of faithful disciples committed to filling Christ's example, joyfully serving through compassion, mission, justice, and all-inclusive grace. To learn more, go to our website, lovejoyupc.org. And now a reading from the Gospel according to John, the third chapter. Hear again what the Spirit is saying to the church. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's really hard to take the next step towards something when you can't see where you're going. As someone who suffers from allergies pretty badly this time of year, I think back to those commercials by Claritin, the allergy pill. You see this meadow, but it's really blurry. You can't make anything out, and all of a sudden this woman shows up with a box of pills, Claritin, and as soon as you see those pills, the blurriness is peeled off the screen, and then you can see the meadow and the flowers and the bees, and it's just beautiful. Unfortunately, there's no such magic pill like Claritin to help us see God and God's kingdom all around us. 
in this world. It's not so easy as that. Nicodemus couldn't see to take the next step towards God either in his life. He had begun to see some signs and miracles in this new rabbi named Jesus who had come to town. But the problem with Nicodemus was his day job. Nicodemus was a leader of the Pharisees, and what that means is that he was one of the ones whose job it was to enforce the rules when it came to how people could encounter God and when they could encounter God. And Jesus broke almost every one of those rules. Jesus did not respect those rules. Jesus healed on the Sabbath, even when you were not allowed to heal on the Sabbath. Jesus turned over tables in the temple like he owned the place. Worst of all, he spoke with this sense of authority that he didn't earn. He didn't get the degree for that. Nicodemus knew the acceptable ways of seeking God. He'd studied it in school. He had been practicing religion as a professional for years. Everything that his religion told him, told him that what Jesus was doing was wrong and unacceptable. And yet somehow, he couldn't quite put his finger on it, but somehow he was being drawn to Jesus. So while Nicodemus continued to argue with Jesus during the daytime, his curiosity begins to take over at night. And one evening, after getting home from the temple courts, he takes off his robe for work and he puts on a casual street robe and he creeps into the night so that his neighbors won't see him and he walks along the paths in the shadows to the edge of town and he finds Jesus there in a hovel resting. Nicodemus pulls down his hood. He's trying to come across as some kind of casual curious person but when you've been a Pharisee as long as he had you can turn down the preacher voice but you can't turn it all the way off. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. No one can see the signs and miracles that you do apart from the presence of God that is within you. And then Jesus looks up at Nicodemus and tells him something that he doesn't want to hear. No one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. There's no magic pill that's going to make the kingdom of God easier to see for Nicodemus. If Nicodemus wants to see the kingdom of God, enter the kingdom of God, he must be born from above. And Nicodemus has no idea what that means. No idea at all. Many people, I think, whether they realize it or not, are seeking to see and experience God's kingdom in their lives. I think most of us want to see God. We long for the blurriness to be pulled away from our eyes so that we can truly see. And for many of us, we're just so busy with our day jobs, with our day lives. There's so little time that we have to spend looking for God. We will put off prayer until tomorrow, and when tomorrow comes, we'll put it off again, won't we? Even when we do make a concerted effort, to seek God in our lives and in our world, we struggle. I notice how often I sit down waiting for an appointment or something and I pull up Scripture on my phone. Then I get a little Facebook notification at the top and my phone dings 
And all of a sudden, I switch to something more interesting going on in the world because there are some interesting things going on in our world, aren't there? The world does not make it easy to see. Every time we look at the newspaper, every time we turn on the TV or social media, we see what becomes clear about the world, and that is God's kingdom seems pretty absent around us. Trains running off the rails and threatening poison to people who live there. Earthquakes that rock the parts of the world who are least equipped to deal with those earthquakes. Wars carrying on unendingly as if peace was just a fairy tale that we told kids about. God's kingdom seems nowhere to be found. And then there are those who are earnestly seeking God's kingdom, but religious people get in the way. Some of us have experienced this. A young college student is struggling to make sense of who he is and who God is in his life. And one Sunday morning, after a long night of partying, he gets up in his dorm and decides, you know, I think I want to go to that church over there across the street. I just need help finding out who God is in my life. But when he steps in that church, he doesn't find God or God's kingdom. He finds God's people telling him, you're not worthy of entering into God's kingdom. And said, well, that was a mistake. I'm never going back to a church again. And he doesn't. If only the blurriness could be peeled back from our eyes so that we could see God and God's kingdom. If only it could be as easy as taking a magic pill so that we could see God's world around us. But there's no magic pill for that. If we want to see God's kingdom, we have to be born from above, Jesus says. Nicodemus wants to find God that easily. A magic pill A secret answer that Jesus can just tell him in the night so that he can go on. But there is no magic pill, just this cryptic call to be born from above. Some translations say born again. And to make sense of that, Jesus tells Nicodemus this cosmic story. It's a story about heaven and earth. And God is the one that dwells in the highest heaven, and we are the ones who dwell in this broken and needy and full of pain, earth, and for so long, earth and heaven have lived in two entirely different planes. Never do they meet, never do they cross, never do they intersect, but then something changes, Jesus says. Jesus says, for God so loved the world that God gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. God sent God's only Son not into the world to condemn the world, he says, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Nicodemus is drawn to Jesus precisely because Jesus is the God that he's been seeking all along. Jesus is the God who is punched down between the barrier of heaven and earth so that we might see something of heaven here on earth, that we might see God's own kingdom here on earth. So often when we think of these terms like kingdom of God, eternal life, we think of some place that we go after we die. And sometimes Jesus is meaning it that way, but this is not one of those times in Scripture. That's not what Jesus means here. Jesus came to earth not just so that we could go to heaven when we die, That's part of it, but that's not the only part. 
Jesus came to earth so that the earth might be saved here and now. Eternal life isn't just life forever after, that's part of it, but it's also a full and deep sense of life with God here on earth. That's what it means to be born from above, to be born again, to fill that newness of life on earth just as it is in heaven. That deep quality of life is what Nicodemus is seeking when he meets Jesus. And when he begins to meet Jesus, it starts to become a little bit more clear, but just barely. It's just the beginning for Nicodemus. And that story with Nicodemus ends with him shuffling back off into the dark, just like he came. Not so born again yet. You know, our evangelical Christian siblings have a different understanding of all this born again born from above business. They say that word born again very often, and it's the sense that there's this miraculous instant moment where they go from being lost to being found, from being damned to being saved, and I don't disparage them for that understanding. In fact, I'm kind of envious sometimes that it's that quick and easy for them. It wasn't that easy for Nicodemus. It's not been that easy for me either. Most people I know who have given birth, and if they could speak at the time, most people I know who have been born, none of them say that the birthing process was quick and easy and instantaneous like that. It wasn't just one instant of joyful life with a newborn. It was months and months of morning sickness and stress, and worry, and anxiety, and of course, looking back, there were moments of joy sprinkled on the way, like breadcrumbs, to that final joy of welcoming a new child. I wonder if when Jesus is talking about being born again, or born, uh, being born from above, I wonder if he means it that way, this sense of not just an instant of change, but a moment of being reborn, morning sickness and all. I wonder if meeting Jesus and beginning to see his kingdom is more like that sense of birth than it is love at first sight. At least for many of us, I think that's true. God has not given us a magic pill, but God has given us a way. God has given us Jesus, a person, to follow in a journey and to deepen our relationship with that person And as we deepen our relationship, conversation with God by conversation, as we deepen our relationship with Jesus through serving and following him, we too will begin to see Jesus in places where you could swear the kingdom of God was absent. You know, as you drive around our community here in the Riverbend area, you can see that there are some real needs around us. You can see that in almost every little town You can see people on the street begging for money. You can see people who are in need. You can see homeless people and hungry people. And sometimes I look out from my car window and I wonder, where in the world is God's kingdom? I sure don't see it around me. But I got a Facebook notification yesterday. (laughs) And I clicked on it. And I saw a picture from Amy Manker, who was with her kids and some of our other youth and some of our adults over at Saturday Cafe in Alton, they had prepared food and they were serving our hungry neighbors in need. You see these kids and adults 
have begun to get to know Jesus a little bit in their lives. And Jesus has led them to follow and to care for the least of these among them. And there in those pictures, in that little notification, I think I saw a glimpse of the kingdom of God. A little glimpse of the kingdom of God that they shared around that meal with hungry neighbors. I know that I'm going to struggle again. I'm going to see harder moments in our world. I'm going to see the news and I'm going to worry about God's kingdom, but at least I saw a glimpse of it. And I think that's what God is doing in our lives. Every little step we take to love and follow more, Je- more deeply Jesus, every time we deepen our life in prayer, every visit we make to someone who is sick, every meal we serve, every hug we give, every smile we show, in each of those we are drawing closer to God's kingdom, and in each of those we will see God's kingdom more clearly like blurriness being peeled off from our eyes. It may not seem like much in the moment, but over a lifetime, you can begin to see God really clearly. And you'll know day after day that you're not just living in this world, you're also living in God's kingdom. Remember, Nicodemus, after talking to Jesus, walked away in the dark, probably frustrated, probably disappointed with what he learned. We too have our moments of being disappointed Moments frustrated on this journey. Moments when we feel like God is farther away than ever. Bad things happen. We get busy. We will be disappointed sometimes by God's own children around us. But this story is not the last time that we will see Nicodemus in the Gospels. Nicodemus slipping away in the night isn't how this story finally ends. A good time later... After Jesus has been crucified and died and carried to his place of burial, guess who shows up? Good old Nicodemus. And he brings an offering of perfume and anointing for Jesus. You see, Nicodemus didn't get the picture all at once. But he was beginning to see things a little bit better. And so are we. Thanks be to God. Amen. I invite you now to rise. And Thanks for listening. Remember, love God, love neighbor, love joy.